0: Welcome into One and Done Radio. Wherever you are, however you are listening, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, Google Playlist, Amazon Music, and anything else that is out there, thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. A uh, lot that goes on in this episode. I talked about the recent firings of between. The Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons with firing their head coaches. And then the Cleveland Browns actually look like they are for real. And finally, I end the show talking about the NFC East and how it's probably the most crazy division that's happening right now because no one seems to have a real grasp on it. I know it's early, but I still talk about it. All that on the show. Let's go. So I want to start off by... Talking about the great performance of the Los Angeles Lakers, just to start off, finding a way to wield their team to win an NBA title, tied for most all time with the Boston against the Boston Celtics. LeBron James Finals MVP. He's won four out of ten times. Four wins, six losses. And in my opinion, I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time. Maybe, but he's starting to make his case. But I want to just talk about, obviously, great things happening with them. Frank Vogel, a great coach, just seemed like the right guy for the team. And I know people can probably say, oh, Nate could have won with anybody as a head coach. And I don't think that's the case. Now, we're going from a team like the Lakers to a team that was in the Super Bowl and lost. And that would be the Atlanta Falcons. A few years back, big lead, blew it. 28-3, we all remember that. But let's take a look at the whole situation with Dan Quinn and the Falcons. Let's talk about the whole roundabout. And I'll get into Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans and what it means for both teams to fire their coaches. So when it comes to Dan Quinn, great coach for the time being when he was with the Falcons and led them to the Super Bowl, could not hold a lead. Multiple times this season, could not hold a lead. Defense, a man who was a defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom with Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, that man could not control his defense in Atlanta. A man a defensive mind could not make it happen for the Atlanta Falcons. So now we're talking about the Falcons as far as what? What do we do from here? What do we? How do we move on from here? And the simple fact of the matter is, you just maybe start to rebuild. Listen, they're zero and five. They haven't won a in game. Okay, You're, I'm not saying that it's the team that they have right now is the full and sole reason why they are the way they are. Because there's a lot of factors that goes into it when it comes to coaching, players, the organization in general. I mean, heck, the Washington Redskins have a terrible organization, but they've still at least won a game this year. So there's so many factors that plays into play. And honestly, you can look and say maybe the Redskins, Washington, the Washington... Who? I said Washington Redskins. I mean, I got to retract all that. The Washington football team. Even they have won a game with their talent that, in my opinion, doesn't seem to match up to what the Falcons have talent-wise. So I think that when it comes to talent and coaching and the organization, all those can play a factor. Plus, I truly believe that they never recovered from that Super Bowl. Not a lot of teams do. That was a mental breakdown. And I know there's been a few seasons since that Super Bowl happened. I get that. But when you have that lead, it can stay with you mentally. And now Dan Quinn, no longer the head coach. Raheem Morris is going to be the interim head coach. And now there's the Arthur Blank has come out and said he has to see about Matt Ryan. And I want to just talk about this. I saw some people on social media saying, well, Matt Ryan's not the reason. And no one's really sitting there saying he is. I'm not. Matt Ryan's not the reason why this team is 0-5. Is he a part of it? Yes. But is he the sole reason? Absolutely not. There's so many factors, again. However, let's take a look at the future. Matt Ryan's 35 years old. Okay, He's probably got a few years left, maybe three. Depends on... That level he's playing at. So if we're going to keep Matt Ryan around for three years. Or should we go in the draft? Should we go and try and get a Trevor Lawrence? Should we go and try and get a Justin Fields? Or a Trey Lance to lead this team? To be the focal point of the future? Just take that for a second. And the best example I can say. Is looking back at what happened with the Peyton Manning. And the Andrew Luck. Situation with the Colts. Paint Manning was coming back from a neck injury, neck surgery, pretty much, and they didn't know, honestly, how much longer he had left to play. So they, and then there was talks maybe they could bring both on salary cap wise, but the Colts did a complete rebuild. Ryan Grigson and Chuck Pagano came in. They let go of Dallas Clark, Gary Brackett, they let go of Joseph Adai. They let go of a bunch of pieces. They kept Reggie Wayne, and they let go of Peyton Manning. And what happened? For as much as I wanted to get on Ryan Grigson for how bad he was to the, for the organization, he still was able to help rebuild a, a Indianapolis Colts team that did something. Playoffs after playoffs after playoffs. They continued to make it. Was the offensive line terrible? Absolutely. But they continued to at least make a run somehow. And I think when you start to see a complete like, tear down. Get rid of Matt Ryan. We get rid of the other pieces as well. Don't bring back Todd Gurley. We just draft. When you just start to see that, it gives hope. Yes, your team doesn't look good for maybe a, a year or two. However, you don't have to get rid of everybody. Just guys that maybe don't, you don't see in the future. I think Julio Jones is a guy you have to keep around based on what he can bring as a player. I don't know about Matt Ryan because if you can get a Trevor Lawrence, why would you want to keep Matt Ryan around? Because you know why? If he, does, like, if he has a bad game, you're stuck with him. Or you're going to hear from the fans wherever they're going to be. We don't even know if they're going to be on the field or be with the team next year. But you're still going to hear from the media saying, put Trevor Lawrence in. And that's just not what a quarterback wants to deal with when they are the starter. So a rebuild, my opinion, should happen. Just because it wasn't Peyton Manning playing bad when the Colts moved on from him. They just knew we can get rid of him, because he maybe got a couple years left. Or we can bring in Andrew Luck. I know he didn't last the long, like the longevity of, as far as what they wanted, but we could at least try and keep him for the whole 10-15 years. You get a longer sustained success. Why not try and build that? And I think the Falcons should at least do that. Now going to the Texans with Bill O'Brien, that, that move had to happen. You are the GM. Your offense looks terrible. They finally got a win though. Without him. Isn't that, I, I thought that was hilarious. They were 0-4, fired Bill O'Brien, and said, we're done with you. We are going to move on. You were the GM, you were the coach, you couldn't get it done. We gave you all the power to build your team and you couldn't do it. You trade away DeAndre Hopkins, you pretty much got nothing for him besides a David Johnson and a second round pick. Whoop-de-doo. DeAndre Hopkins is the, probably the number one receiver in the game and you gave him up for nothing. And so all you had to do Let's go have success. Yes, your first two games were against Kansas City and Baltimore. Two very tough matchups. No one's going to question that. But you didn't look good in either one. If you would have played close in those games, I bet you you would still have a job, Bill O'Brien. But you didn't play good. And congrats on getting the win against Jacksonville, a team that's also now 1-4, along with you guys. However moving forward now you have a romeo cornell as the interim head coach oldest coach in the nfl but texans find you a coach that can develop De- deshaun watson i don't know if i'm just late to this hype train or the hype party for DeAndre uh, uh deshaun watson excuse me i don't know if i'm just late I just don't see it, what everyone else sees, as far as I've seen people put him as a top five quarterback. No. Top 10? Yeah. And I get it. Oh, his line. hes make, He has to make so many plays. I understand that. But as far as seeing the great plays from DeAndre, or from Deshaun Watson, I just don't see it. I get it. He had a great game against Jacksonville this past week. Three touchdowns, 360 yards throwing. I get that. I just don't see what a lot of people see yet. And maybe it's because now he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't have his, a great offensive line. Maybe if you build that, he will. But time will tell. And just when you look at these two teams, head coaches have to be great. Okay? A GM... There's so very few guys, there's not really a lot of guys that are great head coaches and, and GMs. Bill Belichick is the best one in the game right now. Let's just, let's just get that established. He finds talent, he brings them in, he coaches them. And they have success. Bill Belichick knows what it takes to be a GM and head coach. Somebody, Bill O'Brien, what did he do? One year at Penn State? Was he? Like, I don't even think was like a year or two he was at Penn State, and that, and that was it. Like, he didn't turn him around. All he did was take over for a program that was, yeah, it was coming off a very horrific turn of events. I don't see Bill O'Brien as a guy. Maybe an offensive coordinator, maybe, but as far as a guy who's going to turn around a program, what was he? What was he doing in Houston? What did they do? Oh, they won a, maybe a playoff game here and there, a couple games. That's it. Terrible. And I just don't see Bill O'Brien as a coach. And I don't see Dan Quinn as a head coach anymore. There's some guys that get fired and you can maybe see them come back and be a head coach. I just don't see that from either one of these guys going forward. So as a Colts fan, uh, it was great to see my team get embarrassed. Um, And I'm not going to rant too much about the Colts game because I don't want to. And because if I do that, I'm going to really rant on for days and days and hours and hours but I'm not going to do that I'm just going to say this really quick and then I'm going to get into the Cleveland Browns and just want to talk about how they are for real let me talk about the Colts okay where do I start Philip Rivers I'm sorry I look terrible two interceptions both were very costly and a safety you lost by nine points you threw a pick six and a safety what are those equal with the extra point included Nine points. Thank you, Philip Rivers. And Frank Wright, I get he's trying to see he will back his quarterback. I understand, but he, I'm sorry, he cost us the game. We should have won that game or at least had a better shot at winning it. And I, we had a, an offensive lineman that was out. Anthony Costanzo was out. Huge loss to the offensive line. And I just want to talk about and say that was Moravian Clark is not ready to be a starting left tackle. That's why he's a backup. Got destroyed by Miles Garrett, who worked him to death. Miles Garrett, he only had a sack, but if you watched the game, you just saw getting Moravian Clark was getting beat. Yes, Phil probably didn't have a lot of time. However, Philip Rivers, just you're starting to see him age a little bit. I'm not calling for Jacoby Brissett or Jacob Eason yet, because they are still in the playoff race. I just. Don't know if Phil's the guy for this year. Maybe it's just a one-year deal, and they stick with the one-year deal because there's talks of oh, maybe they bring him back for a second year. No, how about we just do the one-year deal, and we'll see how that goes. Now to the Browns. I was wanting to sit there and say in the first game of the year after they got embarrassed by Baltimore, I was sitting there saying this team's not good. It's the same old Browns. They're terrible. They're going to be terrible. But I think a lot of us just didn't realize and understand it's Baltimore. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Who if they once they get a lead, Lamar Jackson will hold the lead. When it comes to trying to get for the Ravens to go and get a lead, they can't do it. But when it comes to getting the lead, they'll be fine. I realize I kind of did like an oxymoron right there, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Now for the Browns. Back to them. What you're seeing from the Browns, and I know Baker threw two interceptions, but for the most part, they understand that they don't want him to do too much. Lean on the running game. They ran the ball 33 times. They threw the ball. They had Baker throw the ball 37 times. So keep it balanced. Don't overwork him. Don't have him do too much. Let him continue to do what he needs to do to to help you win games. Let's just be... Not a game manager because I know he's not really that, but he's not something that they're going to force to do too much to carry them on the back throwing the football. They know what they have right now. Baker's looked better compared to last year. Baker has actually looked pretty good. Now, when it comes to what he has, you should look good. Let's look at the Browns. And this is, I think the Browns are going to make it it's a wild card berth for sure. Probably, you can probably make the case now, after watching the games and who they drafted as well, you can probably make the case that the Browns have the best offensive line in the NFL. They are building cohesion. They are working together on this offensive line. Now, when it comes to the weapons, you have Kareem Hunt with Nick Chubb when he comes back, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Austin Hooper, David Njoku. I mean, this, they just have weapons for days. And that's how I look at this Browns offense. And defensively, they already have talent. Again, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, both are two great players. Sheldon Richardson as well, great players to have on that off on the defensive side of the football. This team has a very bright future when everything clicks. They are four and one for the first time. I don't even remember when the last time they were four and one. I don't even know if I was born. I think I was born. I don't even know. But I wasn't watching. But I guess I I don't know. My point at the end of this is this. The Browns are legit. Let's Let's just get that out there. Okay. I know they haven't beaten a lot of people as far as if you look at their schedule. But this was probably their biggest test was the Colts. I mean, and I guess it maybe shows the Colts who they really are. But if you look at the wins, it's good. Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas. Cincinnati Bengals, we know what they're doing, not much. Washington football team, we get it, they're not doing much. And Dallas Cowboys, zero defense. And then the Colts. Now you got a good win against a team that's supposed to be really good. The Colts, however, just did not rise to the occasion. And the Browns have. And they're looking really good going forward. And I just think that personally, they're going to be a wild card team. I just don't think they're ready to take a hold of, of the division with the Ravens and the Steelers. But making the wild card is definitely in the future for the Cleveland Browns. For a fan base that's just dying to have the Cleveland Browns there in the playoffs. And closing the show, I got to talk about the. NFC East and just how I don't know if it's like crazy or just what's happening but the NFC East just looks all over the place. It's up for anybody's game. I want to talk about each team really quick and kind of their big headlines from the NFC East. Number one, let's start with this past weekend. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Terrible loss right now with um, what's it called? Terrible loss with Dak Prescott. Looked, I mean, just a gruesome ankle injury. You could see the emotion, you could see the tears. Just a guy that just was ready to try and take that next step with this offense, and just what just a gruesome injury right now. The Cowboys, I think, with Andy Dalton, they are in good hands as far as what he brings. A guy who was a starter on an offense with plenty of weapons. So now we're looking at we're looking at Andy Dalton. And you're looking at a quarterback that is ready for this moment. And I think he'll be they'll be fine again. Washington now. What a crazy situation with the quarterback situation. Okay. First off, Dwayne Haskins was benched. And I don't want people like when people made this like a race thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like it's just Dwayne Haskins is just not playing the way he should be right now. And there's, I get there's a lot of people that are gonna say, well, he hasn't had a lot of time. He's got the tools, and yeah, he definitely does. But are we gonna sit there and say that he should be starting right now? Because these the Washington football team and Ron Rivera all know they actually have a chance right now to win the division. They have a chance. You want to know why? Because the Dallas Cowboys are two and three, and the and the next uh, the Washington football team has one win. So they are literally one game out of first place. So are we ready to sit there and say, should we not put Dwayne Haskins in? Or should we not try and figure out the best quarterback for the team? Kyle Allen was playing pretty decent. Then he got the concussion. And then Alex Smith came in. He looked fine. I mean, he took a hit, took some hits, but he looked fine. But as far as being consistently throwing the ball down the field, I think he's going to have to get adjusted. Ron Rivera just knows Dwayne Haskins is just not there yet. I don't like listen. Ron Rivera is a great coach. I don't want anyone to take that what he's done. He's led his team to a Super Bowl. He, he stuck with Cam Newton when teams and like media and whatever or players wanted him benched because he wasn't struggling, but he stuck with him. Last year, he Cam Newton had a foot injury. That was the problem last year. I don't think. Ron Rivera is sitting there thinking Dwayne Haskins is just, I'm just going to bench him because. I think he just understands that he's just not ready. The guy played one year in college. Not everyone is ready for that. Look at what Mitchell Trubisky did. One year in college, benched, didn't do nothing. Mark Sanchez is only played one year in college, played decent in the NFL, led the Jets to back-to-back AFC championships. Some guys are just ready to come out right away compared to others. And Dwayne Haskins just right now probably doesn't have the mental ability or the mental capacity to handle it. Do we sit there and say, my God, this guy is a star? No. Do I want to see him develop? Yeah, I actually do. I'm a Michigan fan, but I want to see him develop. Do I think he's an NFL starter? I do, but some guys just sometimes have to sit back and watch the game. Think about it. You're thrown into the game. You're not ready, but you have to go in, and now you're like, my gosh, these guys move faster. Think about what it takes to be an NFL quarterback on a consistent basis. For some guys, like Trevor Lawrence is probably going to come in the NFL, and he's going to be fine. Joe Burrow, he's he's playing fine. Baker he's playing now he's playing fine but some guys just it takes years in college to get that experience Dwayne one year and the Giants look pretty decent right now with Daniel Jones I'm not saying they're winning but I'm saying that they may be fine for the future with Daniel Jones and people are questioning that pick I'm not questioning I'm not questioning Ron Rivera to the Giants by the way terrible 0-5 that's all I can say I mean, I don't know what else to say. Offensively, they look inept without Saquon. Didn't look good with him. I think it's just, I, I don't know. Joe Judge got to have to figure this one out because this team looks pretty bad pretty early. And then for Philadelphia, play against the Steelers, pretty tough, but just wasn't able to get the win. But this is the thing with the NFC East. It is by far the worst division in the NFL. The worst. No team in this division looks good. But the Cowboys right now are 2-3. Terrible defense. The worst defense in the NFL. And they're 2-3. You want to know why? Because they beat the freaking Falcons. And they beat the freaking Giants. And guess how many wins those teams have. Zero. They are 0 and 10, so they can beat the terrible teams. Let's see if they can beat anybody else. That'll do it for today's episode of One Undone Radio. Thanks for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe to One Done Radio on iTunes and Spotify, and also on YouTube. And follow One Done Radio on Twitter at One Radio. Any questions, comments, facts, opinions, whatever you want read on the air, can be sent to the email Ryan Dunn, the number one, at yahoo.com.